Here's the big question. How do you create your most authentic, successful, and fulfilling life? The Fresh Blood Podcast studies the stories of people over the age of 40 who are thriving in life, finding those core golden threads that connect the underlying successes, those universal truths. I'll be your host, Jolie Downs. Listen and learn from the stories of others to help you soar and live the life that you were meant to thrive in. Today, we are speaking with Natalie Plamondon Thomas. Natalie spent the last decade studying neuroscience and was shocked to discover that 70% of our thoughts are negative. She created a system to transform negative self-talk, which got her recognized with her eight international number one bestsellers. And she shares this on a virtual platform across stages around the world. Natalie is working with organizations who want to instill confidence and focus in their team to increase performance and collaboration. She is the founder and the CEO of Think Yourself Academy, offering keynotes and trainings, online courses, business strategy, and one-on-one transformation coaching. Along the past 30 years, she's inspired over 100,000 audience members and empowered thousands of clients internationally to get rid of their negative self-talk. She combines over 10 years of experience in human resources, 25 years of experience in sales, and over 30 years in the fitness industry. In 2007, she was the Fitness Instructor of the Year for Canada, and she just received the 2021 Canadian Presenter of the Year Award. Congratulations. I'm really excited to learn more, Natalie. Thank you for joining us on Fresh Blood. Could you tell us a little bit more about your personal story and and getting to where you are today? Thank you so much, Jolie, for inviting me. It's such an honor to uh, be on your show with you. So um, tell me, uh, you're wondering about my personal story. In order to tell you this, I have to bring you back uh, a while ago when I was just trying to build my speaking business. So about 12 years ago, I hired a cameraman because I needed to make a speaking reel because I wanted to be a professional speaker. Mm-hmm. So we had three cameras, one for the wide angle, one for the close up and one from the back, you know, to see the large audience. Yeah. But the problem was there was only 20 people in the room. (laughs) So we kept asking them to move from one section to another. So then when we would put all the sections together, then it would look like there was a large audience. And it worked. That video got me a speaking engagement. So I got a call from an organization. They wanted me to train their sales force. And they asked for my rate. Jolie, I didn't have a corporate rate. (laughs) So I'm like, "Um, 250? And then they say, okay, so for the four hours, there would be a thousand. I almost passed out because I meant 250 for the whole thing, right? So I say, oh, yes, that's correct. (laughs) $1,000. When I hung up the phone, I had the contract and I thought, oh, I should have been excited. But I remember sitting in my office feeling like a fraud. See, the made-up corporate rate and my video making the audience look bigger than it really was, none of it was real. I was just trying to look more than I really was because I felt like just me was not enough. And then the voice in my head was telling me, what? You're not a real professional speaker. You don't deserve a $1,000 paycheck for the afternoon. You know that imposter syndrome, right? So that's when I realized I need to figure out a way to shut down that voice in my head 
because it's not helping me at all. And the voice was telling me, you want to be a speaker in English? You don't even speak English. And the truth is my English was really bad. Oh my gosh, the voice was kind of right because I'm French Canadian, right? So English is my second language. And I remember at a teaching a yoga class at the end of a yoga class, you know, at the end during the relaxation when everybody's laying down and I wanted them to relax their body, relax their face. And I wanted them to put their tongue on the roof of their mouth to relax their jaws. And I said, put your tongue behind your tits. <laughs> and then everybody started to laugh. I had no idea why, because apparently I was not pronouncing the word teeth very well. Anyway, bottom line is the voice in my head was kind of right, that negative self-talk. But, but really, was that supposed to keep me from, from, from building my dream business, right? So if we listen to that voice in our head, it just, and it's not just me. We all do it, but we don't talk to other people like that. Like you don't walk around or you don't tell your friends, hey, you look fat in these jeans. Or you don't say, oh, you're starting your business. It's never going to work. You're not good enough. Like we don't do that, right? But we, we trash talk ourselves all the time. So that's really what brought me to study neuroscience. That's what brought me to um, figure out a system to reprogram our brain differently. And that's the system I shared in my eight international number one bestsellers and all my online courses that I share on stages around the world and that I share in platforms around the world as well. So that's a little bit about my, my story. Yes. Oh, you know, and thank you. Cause it's such a familiar story. Well, I mean, as far as the emotions go, cause we all, the imposter syndrome is something that just, it plagues us and it does because it's, it's, natural. It's, it's, we're we're born with it. It's a gift from our caveman ancestors to think negatively. You know, we wanted to think that stick was a snake or the berry was going to kill us to keep us safe, but Mm -hmm. that just doesn't help us anymore. So learning how to get over that is life-changing. So what you're doing is amazing. Now, when you started studying this, I, was this just something that just you just decide you're like you know what I'm just interested and I started looking into it and and from there you built your coaching practice or did you have the coaching practice and then you made this your specialty how did this come along? So um, back then I did I did was I was starting my coaching practice and coming from the fitness industry because I've been teaching fitness for over thirty years and back then I was also doing personal training and then my clients would go home and eat crap so I needed to become a nutrition and wellness specialist too and then I realized that it's not that I was giving them a better kale salad recipe or because I was giving them a better way to squat that they were successful it's because they were changing their mindset mm-hmm. so that's when I went into to more into the the coaching piece, the changing the limiting beliefs about uh, our health, about weight loss, about like there's so many limiting beliefs in in this area. Well, everywhere, yeah. uh, which I discovered after that that the system I built was not just for fitness because my first number one bestseller was Think Yourself Thin, and um, and people were buying this book saying, Oh my gosh, I'm I don't even want to lose weight, but I'm using it for my business. I'm using it for my relationships. I'm using it for something else. So I thought that's true. The system, the think yourself, the DNA system that I created fit with many different areas of our life because we only have one brain, right? So so then I I thought, okay, so if this system can work, um, I can use it in many other ways. But the coaching, uh, I was doing regular coaching. And then I went more into neurosciences um, at that time, really digging farther 
because all the books that I was reading were teaching me how to know what I want. So this is the first step of my system too. You have to decide what you want. Like if I uh, talk about a kitchen renovation, let's say you're building or changing your kitchen, your first step is going to be to make a folder with samples. Yes. You want, you know, these cupboards, this countertop, this backsplash, this hardwood floor, the sample of the paint that you're going to put on the wall. So you, you do this folder and everybody is really good at telling us that. Everybody, all like hundreds of books that I've read telling me how to make a list, smart goals, vision boards, right? Like super popular. Yep. Now, the, the problem was I was not passing this step um, in, in many of the self-help books that I was reading. And then I started reading, finding uh, other books that were teaching me how to install new habits in my life and how to create what I wanted. But then it was like they were teaching me how to put the cupboards over top of the existing cupboards mm -hmm. or putting the, the, the island or the counter over top of the existing counter. It's not going to work. You need, this is step three, yeah. but you need step two. You need to gut out the old kitchen. You need to remove the negative self-talk, the limiting beliefs, anger, fear, hurt, sadness, guilt, and, and all the bad habits that were created, tons of trauma. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've, I've done uh, multiple courses, um, learning processes and really specific techniques with tools. Like one of the processes that I use with army vets or with people that have really lived traumas or uh, car accident, motorcycling accident, afraid to fly or abuse, uh, sexual abuse or verbal abuse at work or, or, or as simple as, as somebody that just had a, a bad experience getting uh, let go of their job or something that, that created a trauma. We don't need to have been in a house on fire to experience trauma. So all these, these different systems, these protocols that I've learned, some of them have 89 steps. Like it's not really easy to do this ourselves at a logical level, because we can talk about the brain a little later. That'd be, that'd be fun to maybe uh, tap into the logical mind and the unconscious mind if, if, if you feel like it. But bottom line is I realized that there was a lot more to goal setting than just making a vision board, you know, like uh, because if vision boards work by themselves and that was the end of it, once your vision board is done, everybody would be living on deserted islands, sipping martinis, driving Mercedes Benz, you know, like. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be a little more, a little more action behind that vision board. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and once you know what you want, a lot of people go into action right away. But you you need a middle step. Going into action. That's the so my first step of the DNA system is the D for desires to know what you want, and then the A is for actualize. But the N in the middle is where it's important that people skip. They skip the clean up. The N for new you. You need to get rid of the stuff that is holding you back. And very often we, we know what to do. Eh? It's not like we don't know. It's just that we're not doing it. We're procrastinating. We feel like an imposter or um, we eat French fries when we know that there's, you know, that it's not really like a eating a, a raw vegetable. <laughs> you know? No, you're so right. It's and that 
True. And it is because of those underlying beliefs that we're carrying around that we don't even realize. Is there is there something that you suggest to to people to help them uncover those unconscious beliefs? You know, how to how to to realize that they're there? Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about about this and, and how we can listen to our thoughts, because it all comes down to talking to our brain it's our negative self-talk so the brain has multiple parts. i could we could spend a whole hour jolie talking about the prefrontal cortex my favorite part uh, but let's let's just talk about the logical mind and the unconscious mind so the logical mind can handle five to nine pieces of information that's cool we can multitask right that's why uh in these days of age, you can actually do your grocery shopping at the same time that you're in a meeting on your phone and you grab a can of soup on special, you keep your two-year-old from falling off the cart and you still notice the guy in the corner checking out the girl in blue in the seafood department. You know, we can do all of that at the same time. It's, it's crazy yeah. how we can multitask. But have you ever noticed, let's say you're driving to a new address and it's a beautiful day, music is on, windows are down. And as you get closer to that new address, you slow down and you start looking at the numbers on the houses. Have you ever caught yourself having to lower the volume on the radio? Yes. Right? Yeah. Even is it, my eyes. Is, right? Because when you have the foot on the brake, the foot on the accelerator, your hand on the steering wheel, the red light ahead, the kid that's about to cross the street, the lady that might cut you off. And then there's a guy in the car next to you winking at you, gross. So when you add looking at the numbers on the houses, the music becomes the one too many because five to nine pieces is not, is not that great after all. So the logical mind is not that great after all. And research shows that 70% of our thoughts are negative. Like, like, we wouldn't have any friends if we talked to them the same way we talk to ourselves. It's like a so the lo- field in the mind. It's crazy. So living at a logical level, you're always just trying to catch up. You're working really hard. So you have your goal and you're like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm going to build my business and I'm going to be successful. Perfect. So you get up super early, you do your meditation, and then you accept clients from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. You still have to take your kids to school and sport. Yeah in between your meetings and you need to start a podcast oh and you need to post on social media and then you're thinking of having a virtual assistant but then you're still living paycheck to paycheck because all this money you're investing into building your website is expensive so (laughs) you feel like you're getting farther and farther away from your dream life it's like you're trying to go to new york city but you're in an aircraft that's flying to la you can work as hard as you possibly can but you're never going to get there if you stay in that aircraft so You need to stay in the aircraft, but talk to the pilot. Because a lot of people say, oh, let me get off that aircraft. Well, you can't get off your head. You only have one. Like you can't, you can't, you know, that's the one you got. Sorry. Like you can't really choose and, and go into another body. So you have to stay in that aircraft, but talk to the pilot. That pilot, I call it your personal assistant. So your personal assistant is the other part of the brain that is really exciting. It's the unconscious mind. And your unconscious mind can handle 2.3 million pieces of information every second. Let's remember the logical mind, it was five to nine. Yes. The logic, the unconscious mind is 2.3 million pieces of information every second. That's where the power is. Mind blowing. So that personal assistant is is their job is to listen with their notepad for everything that you say or think and make it happen. But the problem is people wake up in the morning, they look at themselves in the mirror and they go, 
I'm so tired. I'm so stressed out. I think I'm getting weight. So then the personal assistant writes it down. Tired, stressed out, getting weight. Check. Got this. Uh-huh. Right? And then they say, okay, tired. What can I do for this? Oh, I know. I'm going to keep her awake all night. She's not going to be able to sleep. She's going to be really tired in the morning. Check. Stressed out. What can I do? Oh, I know. I know what to do. I'm going to make her delete a very important appointment in her calendar. Ooh, that's going to be stressful. Check. Gaining weight. Oh, that's easy. I can certainly find a chocolate bar or something deep fried for her to eat today. Or if all fails, more wine tonight. Check. <laughs> so your personal assistant is always listening. So we have to be very careful to say to our personal assistant what we want, not what we don't want. Like if you paint your kitchen and you tell the, the paint that the, the, the contractor that you hired to paint your kitchen not blue, your contractor is not going to know what you want. You know, well, what color do you want your kitchen, ma'am? <laughs> you know? exactly. And we have to say to our personal assistant what we want and not what we don't want. So that makes a big, huge difference. So understanding and visualizing that personal assistant every time you say something, because you know what's going to happen, let's say, to people that believe that exercise is hard. You know, a lot of people believe that. And they think that, uh, oh, when I lose weight, I always get it back right? That's a limiting belief as well. Or uh, I am fat, you know, that's an identity level, really bad belief, right? So what happens to people who are convinced of that? Let's say they start exercising and they join a cool class and they actually start liking it, but they used to say that they hate it, right? So that their personal assistant goes into panic mode and says, oh my gosh, what, I'm not doing my job. She said she wanted to hate it and now she's liking it. She said she wanted to be overweight and now she's losing weight. Well, I'm not doing my job. What can I do? Oh, I know. I'm going to make her fall on the sidewalk. She's going to hurt her back. So now she's gonna, not going to be able to train anymore. She's going to gain the weight back she had lost. Perfect. Check. I've done my job. Right? So pay attention to that because your question was, what can people do? Well, the first step is to be aware of that personal assistant in your head that is ultra astonishingly powerful that we are constantly giving them order. Like we're putting the address on the GPS. If, if they're the pilot, yes. they follow the address on the GPS. And if you don't change the address on the GPS, even though you want to turn around, you know what's going to happen. Recalculating, yeah. recalculating, right? <laughs> so. Isn't this why positive affirmations are so important? Because what we say to ourselves, we're taking that in. Like anything, like you said, when we wake up in the morning, we're like, I'm tired. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. Our, our brain is check, check. I, I'm terrible directions. I can never remember names. There you go. You, you argue for those limitations. You get them. Check, check, check. But so isn't the opposite true? When you practice those positive affirmations and you start telling yourself, I can do this. I am enough. I am worthy. I am the next VP of business development at my company. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, well, your brain accepts it because you're telling yourself it starts to accept, right? I mean, with practice. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about affirmation. I love this topic because affirmations are cool. They're very popular. Everybody does that. Um, affirmations don't work if you don't believe them, if there's too big of a disconnect. Mm -hmm. So there's two steps to do before your affirmation. 
So let's say I work with my Think Yourself Thin program, clients highly overweight, and I tell them, okay, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The personal yeah. assistant goes, uh, no, we're not. Yeah. Or the Think Yourself Wealthy program, clients are in deep financial struggles. I'm not going to say, put your hands on your hips and say, I am rich. Your personal assistant's like, uh, no, we're not. What's she talking about? Oh, we must be watching a vampire movie. Vampires don't exist. I'm not writing this down. That's not for me. Yeah. So. I'm going to give you a technique. So as I said, in order to change the address on the GPS, I use specific tools with my clients. I'm like a brain dentist that has very specific processes to get the fillings done when you have a cavity, right? And and everybody has cavity. It's normal. We eat food. Food gets stuck. And you need to go to the dentist once in a while. Well, that's what I do. Now, If you have cavities, you're not going to say, okay, I'm going to brush my teeth really, really well over top of my cavity and floss around it, hope it goes away. Well, you need a dentist. However, today I'm going to give you a technique to start the process, to start the process of, of getting rid of like unlocking these limiting belief as if you're taking a crowbar and you start lifting the counter in your kitchen that you don't want anymore right so it's not gonna finish the job it's gonna help it's it's a process that at least you'll avoid further cavities right so this is what you're gonna do it's a two-step technique and every single time you hear yourself say something nasty in your head you're gonna say step number one you repeat it in the past I used to. So you hear yourself say, oh, I'm so stressed out. Oh, wait, wait a minute. I was on, on Jolie Downs podcast. And then, and then there was this French Canadian girl that she could hardly speak English, but she told us that we had a personal assistant in our head. And then I just told my personal assistant that I wanted to be stressed out. Wait a minute. Don't write this down. What should I do? Step number one, you say, I used to be stressed out all the time. So now your personal assistant hears that and says, oh, yeah, stressed out. I have it on my list right here. You're talking to me. Okay. Now, why are we talking about it in, in the past? Are we done with this? Do I scratch that off or what? Perfect. Now you've gotten your personal assistant attention. Step number two, you use a progressive statement. Mm-hmm. A progressive statement starts with, I am willing to learn or I'm in the process of. Mm-hmm. So first step, oh, I'm so stressed out all the time. Wait. I used to be stressed out all the time. Now I'm willing to learn how to live a balanced life. Now I'm in the process of changing that. So you you must change the way you talk to your personal assistant. And then your personal assistant is paying attention. You just told what you wanted on the list. I am willing to learn how to build a balanced life. You just said, or, oh my gosh, I'm so bad with names. I used to be bad with names. Now I'm willing to learn how to remember them. Now I'm, I'm in the process of changing that. Or, oh my gosh, I'm so bad with technology. How many people said that, right? In 2020, especially. Well, I used to be bad with technology. Now I'm willing to learn where it is that I have to click to continue to have a job. <laughs> you know? Doesn't that just make your right. mind feel good when you say that too? It just, it's, it's. Yeah. Expansive. It just feels right. Exactly. And it feels real because it's true that you're willing to learn. It's true. Like it's true that it, you used to be this way. And as soon as you start talking about it in the past, that's the very first step I do when, when I uh, work with people who had um, fear or phobias of, of flying or um, 
crossing bridges or like there's a lot of, of things that are keeping people from living their full potential. And that's my mission to everybody is absolutely amazing, except that there's cavities sometimes or, or there's stuff. Everybody in that drawer, they have a drawer with, with awesomeness. Like everybody is absolutely amazing, but sometimes they feel like an imposter because there's a whole bunch of stuff accumulated in that drawer the experiences that we go through in life it's perfectly normal like when I work with corporations because I, I I coach a lot of administrator managers CEOs VPs because what happens if they had a backstabbing experience at the last at their last job and now they're in charge of a team at this new environment even though the new environment is completely different but they are not trusting their team. And now they are a hands-on type of manager, not able to trust their employees, and it affects the bottom line. So it's really interesting how when you start removing the stuff from the drawer, we don't need this anymore. Nobody needs to carry their old stuff. So that's what I do. We get rid of all the stuff, and it's it's a very – probably that's why – you know how a lot of female entrepreneurs are working with females and and I'm 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 not one of one of these people who exclusively say I help female entrepreneur or uh, because I am very successful with men uh, I I work with a lot of women obviously because I'm successful with everybody but I'm also successful with men because the the processes that I use don't involve a couch with a Kleenex box. We're not talking about anything because whenever you tell a past story, your brain doesn't know it's not happening again. So it resends 1400 negative chemical through your bloodstream for you to relive it again. So we just move forward and we go with the learnings. What have you learned? How do we move forward? And it's really quick. We do very, very, very quick processes with, with what I use with my clients. So hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's, and it's vital. And those are the most important questions. What did I learn with any kind of mistake or trauma or what have you? What did I learn is the question and then move forward. And I love that you're helping them uncover those stories because we so ha- have often have those experiences, like those a traumatic experience at work that does uh, curtail you in some way. It, it causes a little bit of damage. Um, and you take that with you, you carry it with you and it does impact the people around you and it starts to impact your life in different ways. So it's a gift to uncover those and, and be able to see, see them for what they are and learn how to move past them. That's yeah. huge. now I'm curious because you talked about how you had your own imposter syndrome, right? When you were starting your, your, your speaking business. And that's how you kind of got into this and, and diving into that, that process. But you still pushed forward, even though you were having that imposter syndrome, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. And, and, and even every time I, I do something and I, I feel like there's a second part to the question. So I'm going to let you do the second part before I answer oh. I think you were going to answer it. So go on, go ahead. <laughs> so absolutely, because imposter syndrome, it is more prominent into people that have a very high achievement or high perfectionism value. So people that that aim high will more likely experience more imposter syndrome. So it is absolutely normal for 
you know, amazing gung-ho entrepreneurs, you know, super keen to experience it because the keener you are, the more you are probable to experience it. The thing is, we, we've learned earlier, 70% of our thoughts are negative and we hear our negative self-talk. Nobody else does, right? So when we enter a room with well-dressed, professional-looking people, right? We don't hear their 70% negative self-talk, but we hear ours. So sometimes we pretend that everybody else around is perfect and they've got their stuff together. But we don't know what's going on, the little hamster wheel that's in their head where our not confident they may feel right so that's why i created the the think yourself confident course one of my signature course i've got like over 16 of them but that one is the the signature course because there are many tricks that you can use to shut down the hamster wheel and that negative self-talk in your head however imposter syndrome is caused by us looking at the rest of the world with pink glasses Mm -hmm. so um there's a lot of learnings that we have. Just myself, for example, when I started um, to move my business to online, that was maybe uh, five or six, I think six years ago now. Oh, great. It was that was so you way were- before, way before the pandemic, because I my speaking business was taking off. I had four staff. Uh, we were hosting events everywhere. I'm in Canada, so I was based in Vancouver, but we had events in Toronto and Calgary and Montreal and in Vancouver. Like every two or three weeks, we were booking a hotel, creating a big event. My trainers would be um, pre- co-presenting with me. It was quite of a big business and it, it was working. I was making money. It's not like I was not making money, but I was exhausted and I hated it. I was like, is that it? My dream life of being an entrepreneur. I can never spend time with the kids. I'm always too tired when it comes to spending time with my husband. And and I'm not sure that that this is what I want to do. You get a big rush. And I loved what I did. However, I thought I need to make sure that my business serves me instead of me serving my business. So I started to create online courses. And... Um, my very first online courses, I was so excited. I thought I'm going to start with my first, because I've written 16 books, but I thought I'm going to start with Think Yourself Thin. That was my first uh, number one bestseller. So I thought I'm going to create the Think Yourself Thin online course. You know how many I sold? How many? Zero. (laughs) 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 Talk like an imposter, like the feeling of, okay. Important for people to know, you know. Good. And then I thought, okay, I'm maybe I got it wrong. And and I have to say, I was pretty cool on social media. I was the cool kid. You know, I would post um back then, think about it six, five years, six years ago, posting videos on social media was kind of cool, you know. It was and and I had like four thousand views and and hundreds and hundreds of likes, and and every time I was doing something on social, everybody was, you know really paying attention and commenting and sharing. But that was not money in my bank account. Nobody was buying the darn course. So I created another one. I'm like, maybe people are not interested in gain and losing weight. So I created another one. And I thought I will uh, do it with two other very 
um, successful woman. So the three of us created an online course together and um, we sold seven courses. Yeah. So that doesn't feed the family, just saying. And then I would see my friends going away for like three weeks, a month. And I was like, how are they doing this? Like, I, I can't even take a day off. Are you kidding me? Like, how is it that 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 they can take all this time off? So slowly I figured it out. And I I made all the mistakes that that you had to make. Like I've I've yeah. So that's why later on I a lot of people would come to me because now it's working well. I've got all my online courses. I I'm right now, and we had a conversation before starting the recording today. I'm off for two months now. I'm March and April. I'm in Palm Desert. So I sit by the pool, and the money comes in on my phone. Oh, you just made a sale for $89. You just made a sale for $155. You just made a sale for $700. Like, it's awesome. Yes. And I had, I spent so much money that I didn't have. I had so many different platforms that I tried. I made all the mistakes and now I figured it out. So people sometimes come to me and although I'm a confidence expert, they say, I don't need you to teach me how to be confident. I just need to make money. Can you teach me how you did it? <laughs> you know? So that's why I created the Think Yourself a Business Pro course, the Think Yourself a Marketing Pro course, how to change, transform social media fans into paying clients. What is my social media strategy? How do I do it? And then I have many different uh, tools that I use now so that I kind of figured out uh, how how these things and it was not without hiring people uh, it cost me a lot of money to learn everything that I've learned because I I was trying to do it all on my own and I thought no I need to hire I'm a coach so I need to hire a coach uh, that will help me with funnel marketing I need to hire a coach that will help me with the the copy or, or somebody to write the copy of, of some of the emails that I sent. Or uh, I have almost a full-time web engineer that works on my platform that that changes things. Because think about it, it's, it's kind of a big machine now. Um, of course, I have a personal assistant uh, that helps with everything else. I have somebody that does social media that helps with me. But I'm not saying that you need all of that. I'm saying that the knowledge is not going to come to you on a silver platter knocking at your door. You kind of need to to take the course that you need because if it's a skill problem that you have, and and I'll show you a little bit of the the DNA system here, this is based on the research of Robert Diltz. These are the six neurological levels. And I don't know if you remember, I was talking earlier about people uh, exercising and losing weight. So that's a behavior. So the first step is the environment. So that's the first layer of a person's self. So around you, in your environment, if you want to move your business to online, do you have a website, you know, in your environment? Like, do you have the physical thing and the people around you that will help you do this? Then the behaviors are the things that you need to do. And let's say you want to lose weight. You need to exercise and eat well. But these are just behaviors. Then there's the skills. If you don't have the skills to build your online course, you need to learn how to do that. You know, like uh, how to record and how to embed a video on your website and host it on a hosting platform. And and how, like, you need the skill or you need to hire somebody to do it for you. So either or. I'm that person that believes that I can learn anything. So I always learn how to do it myself first. Then I hire an assistant to do it for me. And if she's breaking up with her boyfriend for a week and she's crying all week, I can go and do it myself because she's out of the commission. But I know how to do it. I'm never the slave of somebody 
else, right? So sometimes it's a skill, but then there's beliefs and value. So let's say people have beliefs that they, when they lose weight, they always get it back. The problem isn't beliefs and value. You're not going to fix it by applying a behavior of exercising and eating well. But people say, I am not good enough. This is the next level. That's identity. I am not good enough. You can't fix the I am not good enough by applying an environmental solution, buying a designer purse or an expensive car or a big truck or a big house. If you need to fix the problem where it belongs in identity and not try to apply an environmental solution. So And then if you have all the first five layers, you're in an environment with people that are supporting you and that everything around you is laid out well, and you are using behaviors, using the skills, the things that you're good at, and your beliefs and value are supporting your values, you're doing what's important to you, and your identity, you love yourself and you love who you are. When everything else is aligned, then you can reach level six, and that's purpose, that's your why, that's happiness that's why we're here because at that point on it's no longer about you it's about who else am i serving yes. right yes. so so once you you've got all and i know it it can feel like oh my gosh i, I don't know what i'm doing it's just uh, well just slowly one thing at a time because we get very overwhelmed by thing until we realize okay well let's do it until you can put it in the back mirror and then you you can slowly get better and better yeah. by identifying one thing at a time, right? Because very often we we tend to take way too much on, but and then there's something that has makes a knot on your garden hose or something that is stepping on your garden hose. So you have to identify what it is, um, and and that helps you move forward. No, that's great. Thank you so much. I, I'm curious because you've done you've done a lot with your life. I, what would you say has been one or two of your greatest successes, and why? And and what did you learn from it? I remember I'll, I'll do an older one in a in a more recent one. Um, in 2007, I I had been in the fitness industry already for a um, number of years, maybe 20 or so, and I I was always feeling like the imposter because of the fact that I didn't speak English very well. And my classes were busy. My classes were packed actually. And and people were following me, but I I always had this small town girl mindset, right? Because I'm, I am from a small town from, you know, 10,000 people. And I had from there moved to Toronto, big city. And, and I, I felt small very much. So, so when I won the fitness instructor of the year for Canada, I, I kind of had the imposter syndrome feeling that really me, what oh, you talk? Wow. I was not expecting it until I realized that everybody um, somehow at one point in their life had this moment where they uh, they did not feel that they belong. And at that time, it, it had a, a big switch for me. Um, we did a, um, it was very interesting. We did a, a presentation because we were introducing a new program, uh, a dance program. And everybody knew me for weightlifting, for a very hardcore hit, hit program, you know, but people didn't know I had a dance background. 
So I joined the, the team that would do a, a three-minute presentation to the rest of the, the instructors in Toronto. So there was about 150 in the audience. And we did the presentation and I could feel the eyes on me. Everybody was looking at me with this shock on their face. And I was like, I'm killing it. I was so <laughs> proud of myself because I knew that people didn't know that I was dancing. So I could tell, and I was not front and center. I was like at the back, but I knew people were looking at me. So the the weeks following that, my confidence rose through the roof. Like I was walking, entering the gym as if I owned it. And I was high-fiving everybody. and, And three weeks later, somebody came to me in the change room and said, Natalie, I have to give you some kudos. I said, what for? They said, I can't believe the way you handled it. And I said, handled what? And they said, well, you know, when you did the presentation, I'm like, what was there to handle? And then they said, well, you don't know. It looks like you have no idea. I said, oh, no idea of what? My boob was sticking out the whole time. I had a wardrobe malfunction. But I didn't know that. (laughs) I didn't know that. So that's why they were all looking at me with this shock, horror face. Because the whole time, it was, you know, one of these costumes that has like one strap. And so the whole time I was sticking out there, but I didn't know that. But now it was too late because I had just spent the last three weeks being the queen of the gym. Yes. High-fiving everybody. And it was too late to remove that confidence that I had built. So everything was based on a lie. I thought, and then I realized, oh my gosh, well, there's no point being embarrassed now because it's too late. So if I, I made it up, I made it up. The reason why people were looking at me, I made it up. And that's when I realized this is how I'm going to live my life from now on. I'm going to continue to make it up. The whole way. Sorry. Because it works. It does. That was my very first moment. The second one was um, last year, obviously, 2021 Canadian Presenter of the Year. That was huge uh, for me because I, um, again, not expecting it. And I, um, I had been working really hard at, during the pandemic, a lot of people were busy moving their business to online. I have been online for four years already. So people would come to me and I felt like so busy, so busy, one person after the other, teaching them how, just how to record a video, Mm -hmm. how to go on Zoom, how to embed a video on their website, creating all these courses for people to, to help them do quickly to save their business to save really bring food on their table and there's so many entrepreneurs that that I have so many testimonials of people saying oh my gosh there's no way I would have made money if it wasn't with, with for you during the pandemic so I felt like I was in a raft you know everybody was drowning and I was bringing people on my raft and during that time I was not you know sitting back I wish I was gardening or painting rocks like everybody was, <laughs> but I, I was, I was really tired. And, and this came at a very good time because I thought, Oh my gosh, that's kind of cool. Uh, that, that um, recognition that somehow um, makes a difference 
for for other people because the the biggest gift for me is not the trophy it's knowing that what i did as the canadian presenter of the year was to teach other people to save their life and when these people turn around and go teach us like I, I have a coaching certification now because all the processes that I use with people are working very well that now I coach people to become coach, to do what I do. I teach them the processes that I use and they go around and that is so much more impact than me alone trying to do this with my online courses, my platforms, my books. When other people learn to do it and then they can do it in for multiple other people that's when is the biggest pride so the think yourself academy is is my biggest legacy if you'd like because now all the coaches that that are coming through the program they also make a difference so there's so much more impact so much leverage this is what i'm the, the proudest i think um what it created you have no idea the ripples you've created that are just going to continue to spread throughout the world for years to come. It's beautiful. Uh, that's an amazing, amazing success. And Thank you. I can only imagine, you know, how that's got to feel inside. You know, got to ask the flip side of the question. <laughs> what about your greatest challenge? A uh, time of, of great stress or obstacle, failure, what have you, and how did you get over it? What did you learn from it? Yeah, there's a lot of, there was a lot of them. <laughs> there was the <laughs> online course that you create that you spend so much money on it. You build this platform and nobody buys it. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that. I think one of the the worst thing was a, a speaking engagement that I had prepared for. And there were, it was, there was a lot of people. It was really, really busy. It was at an event where there were multiple speakers one after the other and the contract was not laid out very well that's my bad i had not specified many things in my contract the speaker before me was late so they arrived late they started late and they figured that they could take the whole time and the speaker after me was you know the big name coming in So there was no way they would change their time. So instead of having a one hour or I think it was a 50 minute plus Q&A time slot, the person before me arrived late, finished late, took some of my time. I had 20 minutes to present. Oh, wow. But I didn't know that I would have had to chunk my material. So just before I entered the stage, the organizer tells me, well, can you do it in 20 minutes? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'll try. And then I started speaking really, 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 really fast, trying to say everything that I wanted to say and do it all in 20 minutes. It was a disaster. And nobody really were paying attention because I was speaking so fast that I was skipping things that would make them understand. And there was like 400 people like looking at me with the jaw wide open, what's she talking about? Like, it's like she, it's nothing is making any sense. And then after I had a booth with books to sell, 
I had spent lots of money making banners and everything, and I didn't sell anything. Not, nobody came to my booth after. It was it was a terrible speaking job that I had done. Uh, of course, I could not have planned these events to happen. But the next day, I went home and I created a 10-minute version of my talk. Mm. And I, I, I totally rewrote my whole keynote. And I have a two-hour version. I have a one hour and a half. I have a 45 minutes. I have a 30 minutes. I have a 15 minutes. I have a 10 minutes. So everything now I've created in all the way that I present, I have different pieces. And if I have that much time, I put that piece, that piece, that piece. If I have that much time, I put just that one. If I have 10 minutes, I, I, I only say this. And now I feel so much more prepared instead of trying to, to put so much stuff into a one-hour presentation or into a 20 minutes. And since then, I, I have learned so much from that day. I became so much more eloquent, so much more understandable with more stories, understanding that the, the, the theory doesn't matter if you don't have stories to back it up. If you, if you don't entertain people, they're not going to listen. And it, it, it was a transformational event for me, definitely, uh, that day. It, it, it's I would the, all the money that I paid to to be there that didn't pay off. It paid off so much more after because it was it was a big big learning for me. So the thing that I had to do was ask myself, what did I learn from this? Yes, and and act on it. And then it started to I get I got really excited. I I scratched everything that I had in my presentation, and every single piece had to re-edition to get back in. Mm-hmm. And it it it's changed. Sure. It, it totally changed everything that I that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know what I'm hearing from you. You've shared a lot of impactful stories from your life, and 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 it's very clear that at each stage where you had some difficult moment, something something really beautiful came out of it. You turned it into something beautiful and gorgeous that it serves you in an amazing way. And it just it's like a proof positive that there really is no failure in life. There's just winning and learning. When you take the time to look at your experiences and learn from them. That's all there is, winning and learning. So thank you for sharing. I'm curious, you know, what is your personal definition of success? Hmm, My personal definition of success. So people think that success is when you have a goal, you work on it and you achieve it, you know, Like, like success is wanting something working hard to get it and getting it. For me, success is the process, is being happy in the process. Success is not something that is over there. There is no there. There is no there. Success is today, right now. Right now, am I happy right now with what I'm doing? And if not, something needs to change. So who else can do this task that I don't want to do? Or how can I get better at doing this task so that I will be okay doing it? And I I feel like there is no there. We often say, oh, when I'm there. Well, there is no there. So success is, is understanding that the process is the success. Is enjoying the process because once you get there, when I made my first hundred grand, my first two hundred grand, my first three hundred grand, you know, like all of a sudden you're making all this money and you're like, when I make a hundred thousand, I will do this. 
Yes. And then you make a hundred thousand and you, you're like, no. And then you make, so there is no money that can, that can uh, be a symbol. There's no, um, when I have time to take two months off to go to Palm Desert, because uh, I only work nine months a year now. I could have said, when I get there, I will be happy. But there is no there. It's today, as I'm working, am I enjoying myself? Like, is this, and do I take time to do what, like, if if you're an entrepreneur, you're supposed to kind of, you know, be okay giving yourself some time off. You're your boss, you know? <laughs> so, so if you can't even, you know, take leave in the middle of the afternoon and go for a run to take care of your health because because you need you health is everything then then there is no success so success for me is um enjoying the moment today and and feeling great about what you're doing because a lot of my promise statement is i work with entrepreneurs who want to make money living from their passion and a lot of people have uh criticized me for my for my promise statement is that, oh, you're teaching people to make money, how shallow. And and money is everywhere. You can't avoid it. And and too long I kept a full-time job as I was building my business on the side, you know, because I felt like I couldn't make it on my own. And and we make the more you make money, the more you can do good with your money. Yes. And I, I work a lot with orphanage and Haiti. Um, and the first time I was there, there was a little boy, Yuri, and he, um, Yuri is not an orphan. His mother abandoned him at the orphanage because there he will have a meal every day. So, so I, I was shocked to see how many of these orphans. So we work with, there's about 90 orphans at the orphanage and 600 kids in the school. And we also have like six other satellite schools in Haiti for for kids that cannot walk four hours to get to school every day. And it's all about the basic. And one day I was teaching them the circle of excellence. So it's a technique, you know, when you, um, you, uh, you draw draw a, an imaginary circle on the ground and when you step into it you power pose you make it makes you feel better right exactly so um the kids are listening they're attentive they love to learn all the time so um oh and this is yuri i didn't think i had an, an image so this is my uh, little sponsored child yuri so the kids are asking uh, Angelina lifts her hand and she said, uh, when again, do we go into the circle? I said, well, you know, when you're not happy, you know, when you're not feeling good. So she thinks about it and she says, hmm, aren't we happy all the time? So I'm just about to cry. I don't know what to say. And I said, oh, you know, don't worry about it. This is just for us in Canada. We do this, but you guys don't need this here. You know, you're fine. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm not so proud of me, but Jouvency, one of the twin brothers, grabs my hand and says, Huh, you're not happy in Canada? You have everything in Canada. So then I'm bawling, and then they all come to console me because poor me, I'm not happy in Canada. So if these little human beings that have nothing can be happy all the time, 
I think we're going to be okay. It's about the process. Can you be happy today? And if you don't line up all your six levels of the person's self, if if you don't get rid of the cavities, you won't reach that level six. So that's what I do. I get rid of all the things that, that may be holding us back. And Yuri, with my $30 every month, he gets a toothbrush, he gets a bed sheet, a hard-boiled egg, an extra protein once in a while when they're lucky. And $30 is one child. So I calculate everything in children. If I want a pair of boots, that's $90. That's three children, right? So when you give money to good people, they do good things with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sure you've helped a lot of people and people listening have helped a lot of people. And pretend that I'm giving you more money, you will help more people with it. I know that. Yes. I know that. And I have to say, I think you just gave me my new favorite definition of success. So thank you for that. That was, that was beautiful. And I would love if we could maybe include in the show notes, a link to the orphanage, if people wanted to donate or be a part of that, is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. I'll put it in the chat. It's heart to heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two different organizations that I work with. So there's alongside Haiti. And the other one is Heart to Heart. So the Heart to Heart Foundation is the orphanage for children and that has many other schools. And alongside Haiti is a system of, of grants that are given to the older ones to go to school. So, right, and to, to start their own business. So to become entrepreneurs. So there, there's different bursaries and grants that are given and, and loans as well for them to start their own business. Because once they're not an orphan anymore, they're, they kind of graduate from the school, from primary school, and, and then they can go to university or learn a, to become a nurse or, or something. So this is alongside Haiti that I work with. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so we have your contact information on the video, but for audio, would you share with listeners, and we will have this in the show notes, but just for audio, if you wouldn't mind sharing where they can find you. Absolutely. Yeah. So you go to thinkyourself.com for almost anything. If you want to schedule a free 15 minute virtual coffee with me, go to thinkyourself.com slash schedule. I also, uh, on social media, I'm Natalie Plamondon-Thomas, Natalie with an H, um, Natalie P, think yourself on Instagram. And I also have a confidence guide that you can download for free. If you like that two-step technique, that was one. Uh, I have 15 more keys for confidence in the confidence guide. You can download the free guide. It's thinkyourself.com slash confidence. If you want to go download it, that'd be uh, my pleasure. I have a brochure as well that just thinkyourself.com slash flyer. You can download that and then you'll get, I think I have an image of it close by. It's perfect. No, I can't find it. Anyway, so thinkyourself.com slash flyer. And you in that flyer, you'll see on page seven, there's four more guides that you can download. So if you're an entrepreneur, there's a free calendar for entrepreneur to post on social media. What are the best time to post on social media? And it's a 30-day idea-ready calendar. So this one, I think, is thinkyourself.com slash entrepreneur calendar. Oh, great. I think. But if you go to thinkyourself.com slash flyer, you'll see in the flyer, there's four different free documents that can download. And this one is one of them. So that could help. 
Wonderful. Yeah, that'll help a lot of people. Thank you for sharing that. That's fantastic. So before you go, my last question, what are you sure of in life? You are awesome. We are awesome. That's what I'm sure of. We have a brain. They did some research on the most amazing brains in the world. You know that there's such a thing as the Olympics for the brain. You know, people that need to memorize a deck of cards shuffled and mm-hmm. like they have one minute to, sh- to memorize the order of the 52 cards or there's 200 names and pictures and they have to match the names in the picture and memorize that and they have one minute. And anyway, people winning these games, they have studied their brains. And you know what they found out? That their brain is average. Mm. This is awesome. Great news for us. Mm. So that means that if you have a brain, you're awesome. You you just tap into it. Just learn how to use your brain because you are absolutely awesome. Amazing. I love it. Thank you so much for your time, Natalie. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much, Jolie. Natalie had so many great messages to share. First, I love how Natalie embodied the be what you wish to become rule. She wanted to be a speaker, so she hired a cameraman, got an audience, made a speech and a subsequent video. And from that video, she launched her speaking career. This is brilliant. And anyone can do this, or at least a version of this. And if you do it because you love it, then you will be winning by just going through the process. So whatever it is that you long for, become it first. If you want to be a speaker, start speaking. If you want to be a leader, start leading. If you want to be a pilot, start flying. A dancer, start dancing. If you want the promotion, start taking on more responsibility. You want to fill that world with art and artists? Start painting. If you want to find love, embody love. Whatever it is that you want, it starts with you. Natalie shared that when she got those first speaking assignments, her imposter syndrome kicked in. And I'm sure we can all relate to this. Those negative voice that that pops up in your head. Well, it got very strong for Natalie. But she had that moment of awareness, of realizing that she would never talk to a friend in the way that she was speaking to herself. Why was she talking to herself like this? Natalie decided to find out. She started studying neuroscience and figuring out a system to change your brain. She was doing personal training and fitness coaching at the time, and she found that by teaching her clients these methods of how to release their limiting beliefs, it helped them reach even greater fitness success in a faster manner. She calls it the DNA method that she uses with her clients. D is for desire. Know what you want. And this is a number one rule in thriving in life. You must know what it is that you want out of life in in, in all aspects. If you don't know what you want, then you cannot create your ideal vision. You will simply drift along reacting and or living someone else's dream. Ask yourself, what would my ideal life look like in three years time? Where would you be living? Who would you be living with? 
Where would you be working? What would you be doing for work, for your passion, for fun? What would your financial situation look like? What about your intellectual life, your social life, your spiritual life, your fitness? Know the answers. N for new you. Get rid of those old stories and limiting beliefs. And trust me, you are telling yourself too many. We all are. You are the one that is holding yourself back. What are the things that you are telling yourself? What does that internal voice say to you? Is it critical? Is it negative? Harsh? Mean? Or is it encouraging? Is it inspiring? Is it kind and empathetic? I can tell you this. If the voice makes you feel smaller, it is an old story or a limiting belief. The voice that makes you feel bigger, the voice that makes you feel good, that is your true self. That is the voice that you listen to. As Natalie shared, in order to change into the new you, you must change your thoughts. So become aware, pay attention to what you're saying to yourself. Know that your brain is your supercomputer and whatever you tell yourself, that is the program it will run on. Natalie calls this the personal assistant. Whatever you say to yourself, that personal assistant, it's writing it down and it says, check, let's make that happen. So Natalie gave us a very simple two-step process to help with this. Step one, every time you catch yourself saying something negative, you repeat it in the past. So I am stressed out turns into in the past I was stressed or I used to be stressed. Step two, use a progressive statement. I am willing to learn. I am in the process of. So I am stressed turns into, I used to be stressed all the time, but now I'm learning to live a balanced life. I am learning to change. This process is really powerful. I've used it myself over and over. I have to admit, I used to be horrible with remembering names. I would state, I am terrible at remembering names. I would tell everyone, I'm terrible at remembering names. I'm so sorry, I'm terrible at remembering names. But then I learned that by making the mere statement, I was creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. When you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. So I changed my thoughts and my words. I started telling myself that I am capable of remembering all names. And because I did so, I found and learned new memory techniques. And I am now so much better with names. How will you change your thoughts and words to make your mind more powerful? And then we have A for action. Once you know what to do, you must take action. Often, the action part can feel overwhelming, which can cause people to avoid trying. Let's be honest, big projects and big changes are procrastination's best friend. 
So you want to break down whatever your goal is into much smaller little tasks. You want to take that one baby step each day in the direction of where you want to go. If you break this big project up into tiny little tasks and then you go and you take that one baby step today, you will feel so good about taking that step that that feeling will reinforce you taking another baby step tomorrow and then so on and so forth until eventually you reach your goal. So what is that one baby step that you can take today to get you closer to your goal? Other key factors to remember when dealing with your imposter syndrome, that negative voice, is that it is not right. It's just normal. Sometimes people believe it because they believe it's it's saying something that, that's all-knowing, but it is not. Everyone has that judgy voice popping up at the worst times, whispering or even screaming, you are not good enough. You are not worthy. They're talking about you. You're just faking and everyone's going to find you out. Know that these negative voices, they know nothing. They know nothing. They are not right. They're just normal. It is a product of your caveman ancestors. It saved your life to have negative thinking thousands of years ago. It is a product of your forgotten youth. It is a product of the stories that you have accepted from others about yourself. But it is not the truth. Know that everyone has that voice. Every single person you come across has their own menu of insecurities that they are dealing with. Now, the truly successful have simply learned some of the tools on how to deal with that voice. And then many have learned how to train their brain so that the negative voice becomes only a visitor, an occasional visitor at that. And you can do this too. Every time you have that negative thought, regardless of what it is, notice it with kindness, not judgment, and simply replace that thought or that picture in your head with its exact positive opposite. Force it if you have to. Keep repeating the positive opposite over and over. It is a practice. But if you continue this practice, over time, you will create new neural pathways in your brain that will cause you to think more positively. I can attest to this. My own brain was a very unsafe place for me to live for the majority of my life. But then I learned these neuroscience facts years ago and I started putting them in practice to use into my life. And I can tell you, it took time. It took time. It is a practice. But my head is such a happier place to be. This is the way life is meant to be. So please put the positive spin on your thoughts and on your visions each and every time you become aware of that negative spiral. You deserve to treat yourself as you would your very best friend. 
Now, Natalie used this process on herself. She shared with us that her first video program, she saw no sales. So she tried again. She went out and she got a couple of partners to create a second video program. They made seven sales. This would be incredibly disappointing for anyone. If Natalie had not trained her brain, she could have gotten caught into that mental smackdown, that negative spiral that can plague us all. You know the one. Those, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not good enough. Oh, I'm a failure. No one wants to watch. No one wants to watch me. Who do I think I am? No. Natalie did not allow herself to fall into that pit. She took a good look at what she was doing. She learned from her mistakes. She learned from other people. And then she went out and she launched again. And she made it a success over and over and over again. She did the same thing when she had that stumble on the speaking stage. When she tried to cram her 40-minute presentation into 20 minutes. Instead of beating herself up over the experience, she went home, she spent time contemplating what she could learn, and then she went and created an even better version of the speech while developing multiple versions at different time intervals so that she would never experience the same problem again. And she's been killing it on that speaking stage ever since. This is a universal truth. The struggles that you go through, if you stop and take the time to learn from them, they will become the stepping stones to your greatest successes. Can you see how that is true for you in your life? What have you learned from your own personal struggles? After Natalie filled herself up with that success, learning to excel in that field, she then created courses to teach others how to create online programs successfully without going through the same mistakes that she experienced. During the pandemic, she was teaching people to build programs whose sales helped keep food on the table to feed their families. By helping others find their own success, Natalie not only continues to build her own brand, grow her own programs, and contribute to her own personal success, but she finds the personal satisfaction and fulfillment of making a positive impact on countless lives. Natalie went on to win Canadian Presenter of the Year that year in 2021. This is another universal truth. When you change your focus from how can I help myself to how can I help others, even greater life success will follow. Now, I loved, I loved, loved Natalie's story about the dance. This really shifted something inside of me. I found it powerful. As Natalie shared, when she was a fitness instructor with the gym and they had that huge event for all of their customers, staff, and community, she and a few other instructors, they put on that dance show. And when she went out on the stage, she noticed that everyone was really focusing on her. And she just knew 
that it was because she was such a good dancer. I mean, they hadn't expected it, right? Because she was known for her hardcore weightlifting. So they were clearly shocked that she had such good dance abilities. And she was so proud of herself. She felt so good. And that next day, she walked into the gym like she owned the place, feeling amazing, high-fiving everyone, making new connections, talking about what a great event it had been, right? She was riding high for weeks. Until a few weeks later, she ran into that friend in the locker room who said she had to give Natalie kudos for handling the dance so well. And and Natalie was like, what? (laughs) She was confused as to what her friend meant. And it turned out that Natalie had a wardrobe malfunction. One of her boobs had been hanging out for the entire dance routine. She had been flashing everyone and had no idea. But it was in that moment that Natalie realized the power of choosing the story that you tell yourself. She had already been acting like the queen of the gym for weeks. So now she could choose to feel embarrassed or she could just stay in that confidence based on the story she'd already told herself. It was her choice. And you have that choice too. When someone cuts you off on the freeway, instead of telling yourself this person is a jerk and there's so many jerks out there, Why not think that this person must be rushing home to get to a sick loved one? Doesn't that story feel a little better? Or if a person you were dating all of a sudden starts ghosting you, do you tell yourself, oh, there clearly must have been something wrong with you? Oh, what's wrong with you? Or do you tell yourself that ghosting is a character disorder that stems from trauma and conflict aversion, and they're clearly not the right person for you at this time? When someone is looking at you, do you think they are judging you negatively for some reason? Or do you decide to believe they must clearly see how fabulous you are? Create whatever story you want, but make it one that serves you. You owe it to yourself. So take a look at the stories that you're telling yourself with these raw facts. One, do these stories empower me? Two, do they help me? Three, do they make me feel better? If not, start telling yourself a different story. Even if the negative story is about you, it is not going to help you or the other person if you just continuously give yourself a hard time. Learn from it and move on. Your story unfolds in your head with you as the creator. All of your pain, all of your anguish, it exists between your ears and you have the power to change your story. Isn't that incredible? There were so many great takeaways from my talk with Natalie, but I'm going to leave you with this last one. Natalie's personal definition of success. It is to be happy in the process. Success is understanding that enjoying the process is the success. And I am all about this. I 100% agree. Happiness, it is not something that is found. Happiness is not a destination. Happiness is not tied to a result, an outcome, 
or an achievement. Happiness. It is something that is cultivated from within. Happiness is a focus. Happiness is a choice and a practice. Happiness comes from filling your soul with what it needs. And you are the gardener of your own soul. Every day, you are in charge of bringing that happiness into your life. So what is it that you need today? Is it nature? Music, creativity, movement, service, learning, active gratitude, connection, whatever it is, every day, make room for that which you need. And this is my hope for us all, that you will find enjoyment in your own process while cultivating that happiness every day. Until next time. Thank you for joining us on Fresh Blood. Please subscribe and follow us on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Player FM. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fresh Blood Podcast. I would love your help in spreading these stories and important messages. Please give us a like and share with a friend. Your help is greatly appreciated. I hope you make today a most fulfilling day.